Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time to groove with Groovy with an all-time great Razorback quarterback. Takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5, he'll score. Touchdown. Win Groovy, showing the great athletic ability, did it his way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst, Quinn Groby. Grooving with Groby is brought to you by Bell & Sward at 1011 Oak Street in Conway. From boots to suits, they have everything for the best-dressed man. Now, let's groove. I wish I had the record scratch effect, Christian. We need to get that in the system. I've used it multiple times, but I don't think it's in the system. This could be the open for Quinn next year. I'm sure Quinn has shaken his groove thing over the years. Anyway, what's up, Quinn Grovey? How are you? Christian, way low. Hey, Quinn, can you, uh, are you on the app? I am. Can you bump your your, uh, your input up just a hair? Or maybe a, like, like a whole head of hair? Uh, it's all the way up. That's better. That's much better. Thank you. All right. Okay. Peaches and Herb, we got to get together. We need to do a little dancing. <laughs> get out Get out on the town one night soon. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know what? Hey, that's a... That's a classic group right there. Now. No it's doubt. Duo. I mean, they're really good. They drop a little reunited on you as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a little slow dancing. <laughs> oh, buddy, listen. I can think of a couple eighth grade dances where I needed a home ec teacher to come over and separate me and my date. I'm sorry. I need to see at least a foot of separation, sir. Yeah. Well, Chris Perkins really got me wound up back in the day. Anyway, uh, Landon Jackson's back. I was so excited yeah. to see that, Quinn. This is a guy that certainly is physically able and ready to play at the next level. I'm so glad that he's going to uh, provide Arkansas with his services again next year. I mean, how crazy is that to be named to an all-SEC team? Usually those guys are looking to get to the league. And uh, for him to come back, I mean, that, that says a lot about him wanting to uh, continue to get better and uh, continue to help this university. But I am surprised. I mean, you know, I think he really made a whole lot of money against Alabama. And I think we've all talked about that, the way he took that that, that freshman tackle behind the woodshed. Um, but, um, yeah, it's good. I mean, that, that helps you out a lot. You know you've got a guy, a pass rusher, who can get after the quarterback, a guy who can also stop the run. Uh, so a uh, freak athlete who can really help you out next year. Well, I want to ask you about Petrino. I'm sure these guys had a chance to talk to you about it last week. I wasn't here, so I just want to get your thoughts on it and sort of the the wave of positive energy that his hiring has created for the fan base and for the program. Yeah, fans are excited. There's no, there's no doubt. I, I've never seen a – it's a seismic shift. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, uh, getting him back has really given his fan base a shot in the arm. And, and what you're getting – I mean, we know what we're getting – from a uh, play calling and, and strategy standpoint, you've got a guy that will dial up plays. He'll dial up plays uh, where guys are wide open. Uh, he's going to have a great strategy. The one thing about him, and I'll always say it, is he can he can he can help you out to the point where even if you don't have the best talent, he can be the great equalizer in the way he prepares and and calls plays. And so that's one of the things that I thought he brought to Arkansas the last time he was here because. You're not always going to have that talent to, to beat an Alabama or, or Georgia, 
But if you can win schematically and you can win with uh, guys executing at a high level on offense, then that gives you a chance. So I think he closes the he, he closes the the physical gap on the field with what he does from a strategy and play calling standpoint. And I got to think his reputation uh, as a play caller, his offense, that would attract some skill players. Well, you would think so. Um and uh, I'm sure he's going to be definitely looking at, I mean, because when he was here, I mean, he had great wide receivers. He had great quarterbacks. And, I mean, that's that's a key component. But the thing about it, though, too, is I've seen him be able to win w- with whatever he's had. And that's the that's the difference that I think that he has with that. And I think you're going to see a lot of that in the first year. Hopefully we'll get some some explosive players on offense. But he's a guy who can walk into your kitchen, whatever you have in the cupboard. Uh, he can put together dinner. And uh, that's a, that's a good thing for him, but yeah, it should attract some guys. And and boy, when you look at this dang transfer portal, there's a lot of guys out there looking to try to find a landing spot. So uh, I, hopefully, we can get in on that and 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 get some of those guys to uh, to come be Razorbacks. We're talking to Quinn Grovey on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It is brought to you by our friends at Bell and Sword up in Conway. Look, for all of his issues that he had in his brief time as the offensive coordinator at Arkansas, even Dan Enos knew that Luke has was a great weapon for the Arkansas offense. How do you see Coach Petrino utilizing him in the tight ends? I think it'll be very similar to D.J. Williams. Uh, you know, I think he'll be highly involved. And you can see Luke was starting to ascend. I mean, even as a freshman, he was starting to ascend to be that number one receiver for K.J. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he got hurt, I think that that was a huge blow for the offense. But, I mean, this is a guy that can run every route on the route tree. He's very savvy in scramble drills. Um, and he's getting better from a blocking perspective, but he is a guy who can be a coverage dictator in the middle of the field, and that safety is going to have to – he's going to have to show his hand when Luke is in the game because of his route running ability. And then if you want to go 12 personnel, which is one running back and two tight ends, you throw in Ty Washington. So you've got two, mm-hmm. two really, really athletic tight ends with pass-catching ability – that can cause the defense a lot of fits because now that defense has got to decide, okay, if you go 12 personnel, are we going to bring in an extra linebacker and go with three three linebackers and really try to, you know, stop the run because you have the ability to block with two tight ends? Or are we going to come in and drop a, a nickel back in there and, and really try to play pass where we can run the football? So it, it helps you from a – from a strategy standpoint, and boy, you give Bobby Petrino any type of edge, he'll take advantage of it. Yeah, and assuming the offensive line gets fixed up, and I'm assuming that is also Coach Pittman's yeah. number one priority next year, how good do you feel about the running backs returning? Uh, You know, I, I feel good about them. I mean, you, lo- you lose an A.J., you lose a Rocket. Um, you know, Augusta, he's a guy that is, is coming along. Uh, I mean, he even though he struggled against Missouri some early, he still had a his stat line looked really, really good. He'll have to put on a little bit more weight to be able to take that pounding in the SEC. Uh, you got Dominion, of course, uh, and then you got some guys coming in um, as freshmen. So I, I feel comfortable with what you have at the running back position. Uh, all those guys are now definitely going to have to be become more of a, a pass catching type of guy. Um, but Petrino also likes a big back to close out games. Mm-hmm. And so he'll be, I'm sure he'll be looking for somebody who's really big, really physical. So when you get into that four minute offense, when you're trying to close out a game, uh, you can just go pound them and pound them and pound them. So I'm sure that's the next thing. All of our guys right now are on the little, on the smaller side. 
I think you'll see him really go after a bigger back that can can be your goal line back hmm. as well as a guy that can close you out in in the fourth quarter. I, I saw a really good sized back down in Benton a couple hmm. weeks ago, and it's coming to the hill. So maybe that'll be maybe Russell will be ready to roll. Yeah, you just described Braylon Russell. Okay, that's awesome. That's good. That's uh, that's what we need, man. Uh, I hadn't seen any highlights of him, uh, so I don't know too much about him. But um, what's his what's his measurables? I mean, how big is he? Six two two thirty five. five. <laughs> I saw him break oh off an eighty-two yard run in a semifinal game. Quinn, the dude oh, can wow. go. Oh, so he's got speed too. Yeah, at that side, he's a bad okay. man. Yep, yep. Well, that's awesome. I I can't wait to uh to see how that goes down. But that sounds like exactly what you exactly what you need. Broderick Green, similar. Yeah, yeah that's a good. Yeah. That's a good comp. Yep. Yeah. Which portal uh, guy, guy that jumped into the portal do you feel like hurt the most? <sighs> Poo Paul. I mean, when, I, I, I immediately go to that name. I mean, that's a guy who is a leader in your football team. He's a guy who wants to do it the right way. He wants to work hard. And so for him, with him leaving, I think that that really hurts you at the linebacker position, even though you were able to get some other guys mm-hmm. in that are very athletic. I think Poo Paul is – a true, true leader, and uh, I think that that one, if I'm looking at them all, I think that that's the one that hurts you the most. Can they hit in the portal like they did last year, you think, again, or was that a, a lucky well, break? Know, think, you know, I think Sam, I mean, since the portal's taking place, I think Sam has always been able to find guys to come in every single year that's provided value. Um, and, you know, you've had guys that hit. I think he's hit the majority of the, t- of the time. Uh, and he's going to have to hit even harder right now because you're going to have to really dig deep, and I think the portal is going to be the key for this offensive line. So, I mean, you may see you may see five guys out of the portal on the, on the <laughs> offensive line uh, really trying to fulfill that and going after that and getting some new guys in here. So uh, hopefully he can. Uh, you know, I hadn't talked to him about um, – I hadn't talked to him in a while, and so I don't know exactly what their thoughts are. He's been working his tail off, of course, but um, – yeah, I, hopefully he can hit, and I and I know him getting together with Eric Mateos, uh, who was his GA when he was here. Um, they'll they'll get together and and try to scheme up some stuff for that offensive line, which is really to me probably the most important spot that you got to find. Mm-hmm. Quinn, yesterday our question of the day: Which SEC bowl game are you interested in the most besides you know the Alabama game, Missouri, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Penn State, Georgia, Florida State? Or Iowa, Tennessee? Uh, Missouri, Ohio State. I think that that is that, – that's going to tell Missouri a little bit about where they're at and, and, and uh, where they're going. I think, the, I think the Orange Bowl, technically on paper, should be a great game, but I don't think either one of those teams want to be there. Mm-hmm. I think they're still hacked off and mad and, and uh, just, just, uh, just really, really upset. And so – I wonder if you'll start seeing people in that game, uh, you know, that are going to the NFL start opting out. Uh, because if you're not playing in the college football playoff, and that's one of the things that's broke with the system, but I think may be resolved a little bit more with 12 teams, you won't have as many opt-outs. But I think you're going to see some guys who think they're going to the league opt out mm. uh, of, of a lot of those games. But I, I'm anxious to see Missouri and uh, Ohio State. Now, their quarterback is in the portal, so I don't know what yeah. they're going to do. I mean, uh, so I don't know <laughs> what they're going to do at their quarterback position. 
And uh, I, I bet you'll end up seeing, like, Marvin Harrison, I mean, opt out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Those bowl games, man, those bowl games, if you're not in the college football playoff, they're, they're getting a little a little lesser and lesser and lesser for those student-athletes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's still great sponsorship opportunities. Of yeah. Course, but, well, and for the fans, it's still a great experience, even if you yeah. don't have all your weapons. It's, it's a lot more fun when you get all the guys you've been used to watching. But um, And to your point about what you don't know Ohio State's going to do, hopefully they're going to lose. That was, that's what we're kind of pulling for. <laughs> we haven't talked to you since they announced the teams, Quinn. And it, I think it's generally, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, Wes and Christian, but I think generally the opinion around here was they neither got the best four teams as far as quality four teams, nor did they get the four most deserving teams from a resume standpoint. So they kind of screwed it up on both sides. What did you think of the four that are there, and would you have made any changes if you were the committee of one? Absolutely, absolutely. Georgia would have been in for me. Uh, Texas would not have been in. I mean, I'm, I'm Michigan and, and Washington. Of course, you can't argue with that. But I don't, I don't know of any other time where a team like Georgia plays in the toughest conference in America, and you go what, 12 and 0, whatever it is, 13, 0, whatever it is, and get into the the conference championship game and lose a, a tight one, and you drop from one to six. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that even makes sense. And I go back and 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 look at that, and and then I see Texas. Uh, I just, I just, I, I, I can't understand how they were able to get in as well. So my four would have been Michigan, Washington, Georgia, and Alabama, of course. But I know people would say you're you're an SEC homer with that, but you can't. Who can who can actually look at the Georgia Bulldogs and say they're not one of the best four teams in 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 the uh, in the country, that's I, I don't see how any football person can say that. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I'll listen to that. We, we I think we all think that too, because I, I just think they didn't get really either part of it right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. From a resume standpoint, it's hard to leave Florida State out. And if you're looking for, you're like, okay, well, they're not a, they're not one of the best teams right now because of that we're going the best four teams. Yeah, there's no argument to leaving Georgia out. I don't think either mm-hmm. with you. So. Luckily, there's they're going to be you know we're going to be at twelve next year. The other thing is, am I crazy? There was an Auburn team that went undefeated one year and did not make the playoff. Correct? Weren't they? Did they finish third in the BCS? Yeah, I think it's happened twice. Yeah, it would never believe. I mean, the thought process of a of an undefeated SEC team not getting in to a championship game today sounds crazy. Years that was years ago. It was like US, USC against somebody else that year? Texas was that the USC Texas year? Maybe could have been. Well, when we when we get to twelve, we'll be arguing about thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. I won't lose any sleep over them, honestly. Well, that's right, because I think when you look at it, I mean the 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 cliff starts to fall off really, really quickly. I, you know, I still think even though you've got twelve, I mean, you may have a chance for an upset at some point. In time, yeah. But I think the rich will continue to get richer, and, mm-hmm. and those dominant teams up top will still be dominant. Quinn got a big one Sunday night. Cowboys Eagles. What are you thinking? Yeah. Man, you know, looking at that, I've 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 ridden with the road with the Cowboys defense all season long on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. I just finally dropped them. I, I dropped them because they got a they got a tough schedule coming up. Um, the Cow- Dak is playing Dak is playing really really good uh, with a lot of confidence. And and right now, I think with the way the Eagles got smashed, and but they got smashed by to me by the best team in in in, in pro football. 
Uh, I think the Cowboys have a great chance, Wes. So I'm rolling with the Cowboys in this football game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to hear that. I bet you do. I know you do. <laughs> did you guys have an argument about this game a couple we years did. ago? We yeah. did. Yeah, and he was right. <laughs> Quinn yeah. was right. That was my favorite. That was my favorite moment. Oh of the yeah. Show. Y'all pulled the cl- y'all pulled the clip and played it on Monday. Well, Quinn, you go home tonight. You throw on some peaches and herb and. Uh, Get the lady in the living room. You guys have a little glass of vino and, uh, you know. Get reunited. Get reunited, baby. That's exactly right. (laughs) All right. All right. I will talk to you soon. Thank you, Quinn. I appreciate you. Appreciate Bell and Sword.